Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind with your hosts, John and Carla. Howdy, y'all. And so grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to become the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to water cooler chanter, conference room banner, or job site small talk. <laughs> Carla and I are going to give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and then we'll toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning this morning. And then I'll offer up a few thoughts to ponder on our walk with Jesus. So if you're ready, Carla. I'm ready. All right. Well, then let's get this show on the road. Let's go. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to Brew Your Brain. It's Friday, September 29th. And on this date in 1829, Scotland Yard began activity. Oh, okay. And on this date in 1907, the cornerstone was laid at the Cathedral Church of St. Peter and St. Paul, Washington's National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. Okay. Robbing Peter to pay Paul? No, I don't. Well, because during the Protestant Reformation in England, people had left all this jewelry and wealth in the Catholic St. Peter's Cathedral. And when they built a Protestant cathedral, St. Paul's, <gasps> they pilfered all the jewels. Oh. And stuff. They robbed Peter to pay Paul. To pay Paul. How about that? I and always I'm, imagined yeah. it had something to do with the personalities. And I, and I, I have actually considered, what does this mean? What, what were we doing? But yeah. okay, now I know. There you put go. That, put that one to rest. Okay. And on this date in 1988, a, 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 NASA <laughs> launched Discovery, or STS-26, the first mission since the Challenger disaster. Oh, right. Okay. Get back on and, that horse. Yep. And we talked about this card company earlier, but on this date in 1996, Nintendo 64 video game console was released. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And September 29th is Biscotti Day. Yum. Love some biscotti. Yes. And it really just means, in Italian, twice-baked cookie. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you you cook them twice. Yeah. Yep. Make them crunchy. It is Confucius Day. Okay. Should be every day. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why, why today? So. Yeah. And it's Mocha Day, okay. so you you can definitely mash those up. Mm-hmm. You can definitely have coffee Mocha Day, and it's VFW Day. Oh, okay. Veterans of Foreign Wars Day, right? And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. I bet Earth must be the universe's number one radio drama. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> Probably, likely. So our nineteenth president, Rutherford B. Hayes, <laughs> was the first president to have a telephone really yeah okay and his wife lucy oh there you didn't go. realize that i, I would assume we had always had a first lady of the lady nope, did okay. not yeah no dolly madison not the first lady martha washington not the no. first lady lucy hayes the first lucy first lady. hayes yep okay and she had a telephone <laughs> yes. yes she did <laughs> i know the most dipped into sauce is ketchup 
I was would have guessed that, yes. The most dipped item is chip. Really? Yeah. We but dip I don't, you know, we chips. Didn't dip chips in ketchup, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yes, they're not the same. That, isn't that funny? Like, you don't, most people don't dip chips in ketchup. But no. when you think about it, it's a potato. We dip fries it in is. ketchup. We do. So, right. Although I dip more corn chips than I do potato chips. Mm, got it. So, anyway, there you go. I dip my chips in guacamole. <clears throat> oh, love some guacamole. Yeah. A costumer on the Wizard of Oz bought the coat for Frank Morgan's Professor Marvel's character at a resale shop. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, once they got it to the costume department, they discovered a tag on the inside of the coat that read, Property of L. Frank Baum. What? The author of The Wizard of Oz. Wow. Like, they had bought his coat unknowingly at a resale shop that's crazy that's crazy i know that's weird a group of lemurs no is called a conspiracy no a conspiracy of lemurs leaping lemurs oh my goodness yeah because they i could see that because sometimes they oh they're plotting and scheming they're plotting yeah they got those eyes it's any any of those tail? any of those critters that kind of look like folk oh. just weird me out. So, <laughs> oh no, Carla, do you know how you can tell if a tree is a dogwood tree? Mm, no, <laughs> by its bark. Oh right, okay. I can't believe I just walked right into that. Oh, gosh, gotcha. no, I mean, that's it, good. It, it's it's bark. actual bark. Yeah, yes. I know. Yeah. Do you know why lobsters are red? No. Because they're blushing. Do you oh. know why they're blushing? No. Because they've seen the ocean's bottom. Oh, oh. Stop. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's Friday. So, Carla, do you know, I'll leave you with this. Do you know why nurses, their favorite crayon is red? I do not know. Because sometimes they have to draw blood. And that red crayon's gonna help them out. I got you. Well, if you're gonna, murdered. if you're, if you're gonna draw, draw blood, not right. draw blood. Draw blood. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, kid. Thanks for joining me for another week on the Daily Grind. It was my pleasure being with you this week. It's Friday. And that means it is time to go through the Psalms. Yay. So, Maritza, you're back in town. Missed you last week. I missed you too. I missed you too, but I'm back. Glad that you had a good time up in Seattle and got to experience nature and see some things. You just weren't in the city the whole time. That's awesome. It was definitely a humbling experience getting lost in the stars. Today, we're going to look at Psalm 90. All right. This is probably the oldest psalm in the book of Psalms. Mm. It predates David. It is a psalm that wasn't written by David. This psalm was written by Moses. Ten Commandments, Moses? Ten Commandments, Moses. And it was probably written, the backdrop for this was probably while Israel was wandering in the desert for 40 years. So God delivered them from Egypt. 
They were ready to go into the promised land. They sent in spies to look at it. They sent 12 and two came back and we're going, man, it's awesome. Let's go. And 10 were like, their cities are fortified and they're, they're giants. We're like grasshoppers next to them. And there's no way we can do it. And so God said, this generation won't go into the promised land. The next one will. So they wandered around in the desert for 40 years so that all the people who were doubters can go in. Now, uh, mm-hmm. Joshua, Caleb, two of the spies that came back going, let's go get it. They got to go in. I mean, they were older dudes. but So it's in that wandering in the desert that Moses writes this psalm. And it really kind of zeroes in on the contrast between, I think, God's eternal nature and man's finite nature. A little bit about that. So you read Psalm 90. What'd you think? What jumped out at you? So uh, basically what I took from it is just human fragility. It's basically, like you just said, the backdrop against God's God's timelessness, you know, and us um, noting and asking for um, his guidance and his blessing. So it was actually really neat, especially, so I I broke it up. It's actually a pretty long Psalm. Yes. Yeah. Um, But the way I kind of like broke it down, it's like, okay, this is, God, the eternal sanctuary for people. Uh, and like you said, comparing us to grass, the transient nature of human life. And then, of course, the focus on uh, human mortality is right there in the middle. And yeah. then, of course, God's mercy. Yes, it it, it, it it has a whole bunch of stuff in it. Some of it is kind of hymnic praise. There's a little bit of that song going on. And then there's some of it that is just wisdom literature you would find in proverbs or ecclesiastes there's this underlying tone of lament but it ends where most of the psalms end and that is that hey god you are who we depend on for your mercy and your grace that's kind of how i would break those down too the first four verses are prayer that he's kind of reflecting on the timelessness of god and the brevity the fragility of man like you said it yeah and then he zeroes in verses five through eight because he really talks about how God made time. So he's kind of outside of it, which is kind of a mind blowing thing to try to think about because we're time bound linear creatures. He goes, a thousand years is but a day to the Lord. But because we're broken, we're sinful, we're fallen, we've received judgment for our actions. So time's limited. Uh, so that, that five through seven, when I read it, so the version that I read, it says, Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. Is that basically saying like the like dreaming or was that more of just a life anew and then death at the end? Yeah, and I think it's, yes, the latter. It's just this word picture of just in a very poetic way to say, we think that we're just always going to be here, but... He's going, compared to God, he goes, you've seen it. Grass comes up and then it withers. Like it it doesn't last a long time, especially out where they are in the desert. You know, you get rain, green stuff comes up and then it's gone. And he goes, that's how our life is. It's short compared to things. So, well, yeah, because that's uh, so the it's the value of time. Time and mortality and just the value of time. So last week when I was at the conference, uh, they actually talked about that, about how 
you can always gain and lose money. You can fall in and fall in and out of love. You can do all these things, but time is of the most value because it's, it's finite. There's an ending. And so your, your time is worth a lot. And in this particular Psalm, you see that the value of time to remind you to cherish those moments, friends, yeah, meaningful interactions and so forth. The verse that jumps out out of all of them in the Psalm to me, verse 12, where he says, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and as people of education, I mean, that could be a mantra for your educational path, teaching them not just like facts, but the wisdom to use those facts beneficially. Yes. Yeah. In fact, that is really, I think, because I think number in our days isn't just mean like, okay, get a calendar and start marking them off, you know, days. but just to know that, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to be here forever. And just what you said, time, it's not a renewable resource. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Once, once you've passed it, it's gone. Just that my dad always used to say in his very wry way about doing things, he goes, you know, st- statistically, one out of one people die. I don't know why we're all shocked when it happens. <laughs> well, what is it? The other one is like, uh, you know, um, they say that people that have birthdays live a longer life. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> I found it the the thing that spoke to me the most about this particular psalm was that time is precious. Yeah, I think of what he's getting at in nine twelve is that it's not just this understanding the reality of our mortality, but to realize when you understand that, then you need to use your time wisely so that we can make decisions about what is the best use of my time. Am I helping others? Am I squandering it on stuff that's worthless? And how can we gain that heart of wisdom? Which is just one of those phrases that I go, wow, that's really, uh, I could spend a lot of time just thinking about what it is to have a heart of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. It kind of makes me, uh, it's one of my favorite lines from The Lion King. Today is a gift. That's why it's the Oh, present. yes. Isn't that from there? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, it's uh, that, it's that, well, to me, like the a heart of wisdom is, it embodies a balance of like, intellect and emotional intelligence yeah every day is valuable and a gift that we've been entrusted with from god so we should use those in ways and that that balance that prioritizing what what's really important um and i think not to put things off i mean i'm i'm at a season in life our parents have passed on Mm mm-hmm Obviously, there's grief, and I mean, I still miss my dad. Oh my gosh, there's a million times I wish he was around for me to talk to or ask something. But one of the things that we find we're so grateful for is that we didn't have anything unspoken or unresolved or unsaid between them and us. Yeah, and I think that it's it's that's what makes parting really difficult is when you go, I'll never now have a chance to say this or to hear this or to be reconciled and it's just like yeah you shouldn't put that stuff off that is very true i actually i was talking to a friend of mine um and you know i have no regrets so something that i do and and it's all about time so i'm very close with my family and i know you know this 
Yeah. Um, everybody, my father, my uncle, my aunts, cousins, everybody. Like we're we're a very close knit family, and um, I always dance with my uncle Leo. And no matter how tired I am, he goes, he goes, let's dance this song. And I'm looking at him, and I'm exhausted. I'd worked all day. I'm playing the gig, but he asked me to dance in the middle of the restaurant or somewhere. And I remember one time somebody asked me, they go, why do you do that? If you're tired, just tell him no. And I said, I, I told him, I go, cause you know, one day he's not going to be here to ask me to dance. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I have all this stuff. Now it's not to make anybody feel guilty and no, no point did he ever make me feel guilty or tell me that that's what he wanted. But I, um, I have lost my grandparents, my, especially my, I was really close to my grandmother and my grandfather on my dad's side. And it hurt, my heart breaks, and I still think about them and I weep. But right. oh my gosh, John, when I talk about them and I smile of all the memories and the funny things and all those things, I'm like, they're still with me forever. And that's, that's a memory of, of a time that I used with them. And that's kind of like this, bringing it back to the Psalm. It's like, time is precious and nobody can take those moments away from me. No. No. They can't. They are not continuing because they're they're done. They're not here on this earth anymore. But John, I have no regrets when it comes to the time that I spent with them. And I think Marisa, I think that, man, I think that's having a heart of wisdom. You know, and it's and it's really kind of if I borrow some business cliche, it's really like, you know, they say with to really be successful in any kind of a project or initiative or whatever, you know, you need to start with the end in mind, you know? And I think for our lives, we want to go, Hey, I'm not going to be here forever. What, what do I want to be known for? If you go to cemeteries, you know, you'll see all these gravestones and they usually will all have something in common. They say different things, but they'll all use have a start date and an end date and a dash in between that dash is what matters most. Yeah. And, you know, you know, do you want to be known as somebody who did a bunch of stuff? Well, maybe that was good. Maybe it wasn't. Or do you want to be known as a, a loving spouse or a caring friend or a, a generous person? Or, you know, what's the end in mind there? And I think however you answer that question is you'll find out that's kind of where your priorities are. Well, and that's also the same cliche is like it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, you really find yourself on the actual journey. That's the whole reason why it is a journey. Yeah. For And for me, so I read this psalm and it made me think of something that Jesus said. And John wrote it down in his gospel in chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus said that I came that we could have the full life, the good life. You know, it says, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly or have it to the fullest. So it's not just, hey, yeah, I want to make sure that you are going to have a right relationship with God, and have an opportunity for eternal life. But it's the journey. It's the dash. It's the while you're here now, I want you to have life that is completely full to the utmost. And I think to do that, you got to understand that, hey, my time here, limited. I need to do stuff with them. I think, I think, I think people who get and understand their own mortality are the people who live the richest, fullest lives. Yeah. Amen to that. And that's something I've actually had to learn. The older I get, the more I realize that. Cause I used to leave, 
I used to lose many a night's sleeping thinking of my uh, my immortality. I mean, my mortality. Just constantly thinking, like, oh my gosh, is this the last thing? Is have I finished? Have I accomplished? Have I done all these things? Now at forty-one, soon to be forty-two, I sit there and I'm like, you know what? I know that I can leave this earth tomorrow and be okay, and that whatever I did, it was okay, and I'm okay with that. So, yeah, well, that's that's Psalm ninety. I'll give you last kind of comment on it before I close out Friday. Anything else jump out at you about any of that? So I um, I read this uh, psalm when I was in in Seattle underneath the stars and sitting there writing. Oh, and cool. I, um, it was, it was like the most wonderful, couldn't have pictured it better. Just sitting there underneath the stars on the, on the deck. And I just started writing and from reading it, I actually wrote this down and, and I just pulled it out right now. And I put on there, says my inspiration from Psalm 90. And it's actually, I asked myself a question. I put, how am I using my limited time to gain and apply wisdom in ways that have a lasting impact on myself and those around me. And I wrote it because to me, the Psalm theme is the brevity of life, the importance of that wisdom, and then to review those actions and priorities. Wow. Hey, Marisa, thank you for spending a Friday in the Psalms with me. Oh, um, my favorite part of the morning. We'll pick up another one next week. And uh, to everybody listening, thanks for spending a week with us on the daily grind thanks for joining us this friday we look forward to seeing you monday in a new month it'll kick off october and october and you know what's special about october john <laughs> yes i do <laughs> <laughs> it's our birthday month it is john and Maritza's birthday month because we both share october 30th as a birthday we are twins by proxy Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We will see you guys next week. Maritza, again, thanks for joining me. For everybody else, just grace 